You're listening to the Baldwin Life Podcast, episode number 31. Welcome back to the Baldwin Life Podcast. This is the show produced by the City of Baldwin for the City of Baldwin. Here on this podcast, we interview staff, elected officials, and industry experts from around the St. Louis region to keep our residents in the know. Today's episode is featuring a conversation with um, Baldwin Alderman from Ward 2, Mark Stallman and Kevin Roach. Now, we recorded this episode actually back before the holiday season, and now that 2019 is in full swing, we are ready to release it. And it's actually really, really great timing to release this episode. I say that because last night's Board of Aldermen meeting here in January had um, a unique item on the agenda and something actually really neat happened at that meeting. So for those of you who are listening who weren't at the meeting, I wanted to catch you up to speed about what happened last night. On the agenda last night was some legislation that was aiming to raise the monthly salaries of the elected officials here in the city of Baldwin. Now, this raise wouldn't go into effect until after the results of the next election, as the elected officials wouldn't be voting to raise their own salaries. And it should be noted that their salaries have not been raised since 1991, was the last time that this was addressed. Now, our aldermen and our mayor would be the first people to tell you that they are in this for the money. In fact, if you looked at their salaries, you would know that that's the case because it's not something that they do for the funds. It's something that they do because they want to be involved in this community and they want to help any way that they can. But it is a job that requires a lot of time, effort, energy, and expertise. So for this reason... Our elected officials had um, put some legislation on the agenda to raise that salary, and they were very transparent about the the raise and, and wanted our residents to, to really give input about what they thought about that compensation. And something really cool happened. We had a number of residents who came out to the meeting last night uh, and more who emailed our aldermen and gave their input about the issue as well. But the unique thing was that everyone who came to speak about that topic last night spoke in full support of raising the salary of our elected officials. Not because they only thought that they deserved a raise, but because they wanted to express their gratitude in the way that those elected officials are leading this community, the way that they're offering wonderful support to the residents, and the way that they are um, providing great direction and leadership to the entire organization. Now, I'm not sure if you realize this or not, but as a municipal government, most of the time when people come to our meetings, they're not coming to express gratitude to the leaders. So it was something that was really neat as a staff member to witness last night. Now, that legislation did pass, um, and so that will be going into effect after the results of the next election. But with that in mind, I'm really excited to present this episode to you today because we are going to sit down with um, the aldermen from Ward 2, Mark Stallman and Kevin Roach. And um, I think that you will hear loud and clear throughout this episode exactly the sentiment that was echoed at the meeting last night by some of our residents. These two gentlemen and the entire board are incredibly dedicated to making sure that the residents of Baldwin are well represented. They They take this role very seriously, and they are always looking for resident input. They have a lot of great ideas. They share um, a lot of the things that they're passionate about working on the board and what they're looking forward to in the future here in Baldwin as well. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode so you can meet Mark Stallman and Kevin Roach. 
Well, Mark and Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Glad to be here. Yeah, happy to do it. Thank you. So uh, we have Mark Stallman and Kevin Roach here, both from Ward 2 in the city of Baldwin. And we're just going to have an open discussion today about their time on the board, the things that they've seen, uh, what they're looking forward to, and, and maybe a little bit about them personally. So our goal is sort of to sit down as if you, the listeners, were having a conversation with your aldermen, maybe some questions that you guys would ask them. So why don't we start with probably the stereotypical question, which is how did you guys get involved with the Board of Aldermen in Baldwin? I've been involved in public activities and community groups for most of my adult life. And I was involved early on when the North Point project was built. I served as part of the treasurer of that campaign. And over the years, been involved to some extent. And then in, in 2014, the two seats in my ward opened up, and I decided it was time to consider stepping up to the board, and the Board of Aldermen at the time agreed, and fortunately the citizens of Ward 2 have agreed twice now. Yeah, and so, sorry, I should have given a little better introduction. The first person talking here was Mark, um, and Mark, you also mentioned that you had been involved in politics a little bit earlier in life when you were in the yes. city of Wildwood. Do you want to talk well, about that? I, I grew up in actually in the Maplewood. city of Maplewood. Sorry, you're right. I uh, grew up in the city of Maplewood and served um, 13 years on the city council there. I was at one time actually the youngest elected official in St. Louis County. Is that County. true? Yes, it is. I'm not now. <laughs> <laughs> I was at one time. And my wife and I, my, our son Matt moved here to Baldwin in, 19, in 1999 for the school system. And been, that's how we came here and loved the city and loved the community and wanted to get involved. Awesome. And how about for you, Kevin? Yeah, hi, my name is Kevin Roach. I'm an alderman in Ward 2. And I first ran in 2015, been reelected again in 16 and 2018. And uh, I was really interested in getting involved in my community and, and having a hand in shaping the future for Baldwin. Yeah. And I know we were talking before we hit record how it was kind of a confusing time when you both were initially running for the board because it's not typical that two seats are open from the same ward in the same year. So you guys were just kind of explaining the dynamic with some of the previous aldermen. Yes, we had our previous, the previous representatives from Ward 2, Shamed Dogan and Mark Carter, decided in 2014 to continue their public service in other areas. Uh, Shamed Dogan has been elected and serving representing us in the Missouri House of Representatives, and Mark Carter is serving us on the St. Louis County Council, which uh, opened those two seats up in our ward. Um, so what's something that you've really enjoyed working on so far uh, in your time on the board? Anything that really stands out in your memory? Well, I would say that I really enjoy staying in touch with the constituents in Baldwin and trying to anticipate their needs and listening to their needs of things that they would like mm -hmm. uh, to be different or remain the same in the community and working with the staff to deliver on those things for the people. Well, you were just explaining, I, I loved the way that you put it about how many bosses that you have. Would you like to explain that a yeah, little to I, our listeners? You know, as, a, as an alderman on the board, I consider it that I have about 7,000 bosses. That's how many people roughly live in uh, Ward 2. And I answer to the constituents in Baldwin. Mm -hmm. And I try to assimilate what they tell me and help develop a plan for the city and work with staff. And, uh, you know, I really believe that I'm accountable to the people who put me in office. 
So what would you say to the average resident um, who is maybe not necessarily incredibly involved in the process? Uh, and how would you maybe encourage them to get more involved and remain informed? Well, one of the first things that I would encourage is uh, to go to the City of Baldwin website. And there's a little page under the government section, and you can read the uh, minutes and agendas mm -hmm. for the Board of Aldermen meetings. And you can start to uh, become familiar with the types of things that we deal with sure. and the things that we're working on from year to year. You know, there's a season in the year where we work on the budget and there's a season of the year when we, we plan for different things. Right. And you can become familiar with the projects that we work on and the things and the things that we interact with. And then from there, you can start to see things that are coming up on the agenda that are of particular interest and then try to put those meetings on your calendar. Mm -hmm. we, we meet the same uh, Mondays of the month. Right. And then feel free to come to the meeting. And we've got a section of the meeting that's set apart for citizen comments. Mm -hmm. And we really do want to hear from the citizens. If not, if not by email, they can come to the meeting and, and have their time. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. We need the citizens' input. We need every resident to let us know what's happening. Baldwin is a great community, has so much to offer, but there's always more we can do. And there may, there are things I'm sure that Kevin and I and the rest of us haven't thought of that you listening out there may have thought of ideas that you can share with us. And we want to hear from you, right? Again, whether it's uh, by email, voicemail, or coming to a meeting, we'd love to hear your input and your ideas. And we encourage you to Use what Baldwin offers. We have so much mm -hmm. here in the community. When you see Baldwin Days, the thousands that come to that festival, the other, the community spirit that is here is phenomenal. It's one of the things that is so wonderful about our community. We stand together. We work together. Nothing proved it more than the sad uh, occurrences in July of 2016. Mm -hmm. That's a day that I know all of us on the board will never forget when Officer Flamian was brutally shot by an assailant and evil visited our community that day but this community i've never been prouder of this community that it stood up in the weeks and months past to show the world show the st louis community show the world what community spirit is what it meant to be baldwin strong mm -hmm. by banding together in support of mike and sarah and the officers of our department police department and everyone out there protecting and serving us we have a gr such great community spirit and what makes it so great is involved citizens who mm -hmm. want to give their time, their effort to helping make Baldwin an even better place to live. Yeah, like you said, Baldwin has a lot of really good things going for it. Um, I know this time of year, one of the things that people really enjoy about the city of Baldwin is the leaf collection as uh, one of our <laughs> most popular programs. But um, as Alderman, is there anything that you often hear people talk about something that really makes Baldwin special or the, the compliment that you often hear or... Anything that's kind of echoed or repeated? This time of year, the leaf yeah. uh, collection is big <laughs> for everyone. It's so such an unusual service. I think mm -hmm. we're one of the few cities in the county, maybe the only one that does that as a free service. And I hear so much about the things I hear people love are the facilities, the recreational, the point, the North Point facility, and the parks mm -hmm. are benefits we have here that encourage all citizens of Baldwin to take advantage of. Yeah, I think that uh, we deliver consistently the services that the taxpayers desire. And at this point, you know, for people who have lived 
for quite some time in Baldwin, the quality is predictable. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you were saying earlier was um, people should get online to you know familiarize themselves with the agenda and the meetings. And one of the things that I thought of when you were discussing that was how people tend to not be sure where the city and the county and the utility, like where are those lines? What does the city handle? What do some of the other organizations handle? And like you said, just reading and reviewing some of those minutes and agendas would give people at least a baseline or, a, you know, a place to start for understanding that. But what else would you advise people who are a little bit confused about what exactly the city does? How would you speak to that? Well, I would encourage them, if they're not sure, call City Hall or call one of your aldermen. We can get you started on a place to go. may help you connect. It may be an MSD issue, Metro- Metropolitan Sewer District maybe a county issue. Uh, for instance, I got a call recently about Kerr's Mill Road rep- repaving and why it had, it's been several weeks since it's been striped. And that is a county road. So we're finding out, and we're making the inquiries at county, but it's nothing the city has charge of. Right. So, but you can always start with the city, calling city hall, calling your alderman, and we will get it started in the right direction. Yeah, I would say that the worst thing to do if you have a concern or a comment is to not do anything. And so I would encourage anyone who is interested in having some information or, or having a voice to have that initiative to reach out to someone. Uh, some of the projects that we're working on right now at the city, which we're actually getting close to wrapping up, but there's still a few more months to, to finish and to add some input, but is the parks master plan and the comprehensive plan for the city of Baldwin. And when those projects started, I was, I was really excited. Well, I still am, but uh, I was very excited about the increase in residential uh, resident input. Um, because like you said, we're always willing for people to send us an email or, or call us with any of their concerns, but this was a really structured way for people to provide feedback. So um, do you guys want to talk about those projects and the importance of the strategic planning initiatives and what that's like for the city? Well, you, it's, it's crucial to our future as a community. You have to have an idea of where you're going, a plan. We will obviously things happen that may throw that off or change plans, but you've got to have a direction that we're going, and we need the citizens to for, help us formulate that direction. I was very encouraged when we found last night had a uh, park plan meeting, and several hundred people had responded to surveys about mm-hmm. what they want in the park. And to get that kind of input, and for a survey, that's a phenomenal return mm-hmm. yeah, to get people to re- answer those questions and give us their input. But those plans are important. They give us a guidance of where we should go and where the citizens think we should do in the future. Yeah, I would agree that citizen involvement is crucial to have that input because, you know, after all, the, the taxpayers are paying for all of this. Right. And the only way to know if we're on our the right path is to know what our destination is. Right. And you were saying earlier before we hit record as well, like how oftentimes there's not a lot of people who are, attend the Ballin Board of Alder meetings at this point, um, which could be good or bad, you know, depending on how you how you looked at it. But um, this is this the surveys, the open houses are a really easy way for the residents to give input without having mm-hmm. to get in their cars and drive to the meeting and stand before the board. And, you know, maybe there's some barriers to people getting involved for those reasons. But the surveys were a really easy way to just fill it out. On, you know, on your computer at home. And so I, I hope that we got some, some really honest feedback through those processes. I hope so too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would encourage people to uh, come to our meetings. You know, it, it really is a come as you are meeting. You don't necessarily have to be prepared. You don't have to say anything. If you're a few minutes late, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're Baldwin residents too. Yeah. Well, and like you were saying earlier as well, like the resident satisfaction is one of the biggest parts of your job, you know, is as well people who represent other people and residents in the community, you know, on making sure that you're representing those people well is, is a high importance. And that's the key is we need to know what you, the resident, are seeing out there. Our staff and the aldermen and mayor, we can't be every in every street, every section of the city all the time. If there's a problem property, if there's a question of why leaves haven't pick, been picked up or why this is being allowed here or there, we need to know about it. You need to give your alderman a call, give City Hall a call, and let us know what's going on. They're there to help. And let us know. Let the police department know when you're leaving town. They have vacation watch, mm-hmm. which is an awesome service. They will have someone walk your yard, check out your property while you're out of town. But there again, they've got to know you're out of town. Just call the police department, and I think you probably get that online, the mm-hmm. form, yep. to fill out. And let us know what's happening, because we need your help to continue to make Baldwin a great, even greater city. Absolutely. Um, one of the reasons Baldwin is a great city is because uh, we have zero property tax, um, which is something that I think quite a few of our residents know about by now, but maybe they needed to be reminded or maybe they were a little confused about which entity those property taxes were going to. So do you want to talk a little bit about the history of that? It's been, I believe, 31 years now where the city of Baldwin has had no property tax. Now I know I get the property tax bill like everybody else does with the school district, the junior college district, all the other, state of Missouri, all the other entities that are on there. So you are paying property taxes, but bear in mind, you look at that bill when it comes out later this year, none of that goes to the city of Baldwin. Your services that you receive here in Baldwin all come with no property tax imposed on the residents. And why, I mean, why is that something that Baldwin has clung to for so long? Or why do you guys think that that's important? Well, I think it uh, demonstrates that Baldwin uh, is able to deliver essential services effectively and efficiently uh, with the minimum cost Mm -hmm. to the taxpayer. So the organization is funded through a variety of taxes, but property tax just hasn't been necessary because of our, our effective and efficient stewardship of the funds. And like you said, it's by no means a lack of service. I mean, we're not we're not sacrificing or compromising any service by not having those extra that extra revenue stream, um, which is really a testament to, you know, you guys, the work that you do on the budget and our finance directors work on the budget and making sure that we're investing the money that we do have to bring about you know the changes and the services that our residents most want. And we need our residents' help to continue that. Mm-hmm. We need you to shop Baldwin. Yeah. When sales tax is one, obviously one of our big sources of revenue and I want to encourage everyone when it's groceries or whatever it is if there's a Baldwin place to buy I'd encourage you to buy in Baldwin to eat in Baldwin when you go out to eat and so forth that helps do you do your part by doing that to help us maintain city services at a low cost to our residents right because all that stays here and comes back and pours right into the services that our residents enjoy exactly um as a representative, uh, do you get a lot of phone calls or questions that are similar from your residents? I mean, is there anything that 
seems to come up time and time again that people are often asking about, or is it always a little bit different? I would say that uh, it really uh, isn't any, there's nothing really that's typical. Uh, I, I really like and I really enjoy receiving correspondence or telephone calls from the constituents because of that input that mm-hmm. I think is so important. It really helps uh, form a perspective on certain issues. And I certainly remember all the telephone calls and emails that I've received since I've been in office. Mm-hmm. And then when we work on things that are relative to something that someone has discussed with me, you know, I remember those comments. I remember those questions. I remember those concerns. And it really helps me to anticipate the needs of the constituents, you know, when something similar may come up in the future. Right. So I really enjoy having that having that contact with the constituents it's really helpful Mm -hmm. i think um something that i've i haven't been with the city all that long only a few years and one of the things that really pleasantly surprised me when i started here and i'm hearing it echoed in everything that you guys are saying right now is how genuine our staff is when they're interacting with the residents and that's exactly what i hear coming from you guys as well is it's it's not a nuisance when residents call us it's our job and we're we're all really happy to hear from our residents of how we can make things better and if there's something wrong we're going to fix it and we're going to take it to heart and make things better so i thank you for echoing that because i can really feel that that's genuine i couldn't agree more you've got uh, the city has got a board of aldermen and mayor and staff that is all com- are all committed to the residents, and we're, we, we strive to do the best possible service for you, the citizens. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear if there are things going on we don't see. You got let us know, and if there's something going on you like, let us know that too. Well, and I I'll reiterate too that uh, you know I consider the constituents to be my boss and that this is a job and that I'm doing a job for the taxpayers. Right. So if I don't have uh, communication with my boss, it's really hard to know what to be working on or whether I'm doing a good job uh, and what uh, the constituents are thinking Mm -hmm. about the future. So that communication is just absolutely vital. If you you think about uh, doing a job how can you know that you're doing it successfully without communication Absolutely. from the co- constituents and the taxpayers? It's really, it would really be impossible. Right. It, so the communication from the taxpayers helps to make this job easier. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is your city, and Kevin and I and the rest of us on the board are the stewards right now of your tax dollars and your community, and we need to know how you want us to proceed. You are the residents, as Kevin said, you are our bosses. Mm-hmm. And we need your help and your input. So let's jump specifically to Ward 2 just for a minute. Um, is there anything that you notice is unique about that section of Baldwin or any projects that are, people are p- particularly passionate about in Ward 2 that maybe are a little different than the rest of the city? Or do you think it seems pretty similar throughout all the four wards of the city of Baldwin? I think it's pretty similar our residents want good streets street maintenance Mm -hmm. sidewalks uh, sidewalks repaired replaced as needed and that's a constant battle yeah whether mother nature interferes with sidewalks the trees interfere with the uh, sidewalks and the mother nature takes makes holes in the streets we constantly are battling that 
But those are the things that we need to do, and that's throughout the wards. All of our wards need to continue to grow development of our commercial areas, keep maintenance of our home, our home residential areas. Mm -hmm. All of it's really pretty similar. I, yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, our ward, like I said, uh, approximately 7,000 people live in the ward. So you got a lot of different viewpoints, uh, a lot of different perspectives, mm -hmm. a lot of different ideas, comments, thoughts, involvement. Uh, so it's important to, you know, be connected with the people right. so that you can, you know, hear those, hear the thoughts, hear the hear ideas, what's really going on, hear right. the comments, mm -hmm. make sure that you're receptive to those people. Right. Well, let's set aside um, City of Baldwin for just a second and maybe give our listeners just a glimpse of who you guys are personally. What do you do outside? Obviously, the board isn't your full-time gig. So what are you guys doing when you're not working for the city? Well, my full-time gig, I am the chief executive officer of the St. Charles County Association of Realtors. In that position, I represent about 2,000 members, real estate agents, uh, lenders, title companies, and so forth okay. involved in real estate. We provide government affairs, public relations, education, and other services. I'm married. My wife, Karen, and I have a 29-year-old son, Matt, and Matt is one of thousands of Americans who lives with autism. He goes to a day program, and I, as through being involved in the autistic community. I uh, serve on boards of a couple of not-for-profits that work with autism and children and young adults with autism. What nonprofits are those, if you want to mention? No, no problem. Uh, the Center for Head Injury Services mm -hmm. provides services to uh, people who have suffered traumatic brain injuries, mm -hmm. plus also has a program for young, for young adults living with autism. Matt is one of their clients. And then I'm also on the board of Giant Steps of St. Louis, which is a school for uh, autistic children. It actually takes people, kids from five years old to 21 year old. Hmm. Year old. And autism is the thing that more and more young people in our community and our nation are being diagnosed with. So it's the research, the training and education are vital hmm. to those organizations and many others. I'm proud of my work with those groups over it's the fantastic. years. I've been honored to be asked to be on the board of directors of both, both organizations. But that's basically where I spend my free time between that and, of course, with the city of Baldwin yeah. and so forth. So not busy at all? No. 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 Okay. no. My <laughs> wife wonders when I get home sometimes. <laughs> but other than that, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> what about for you? Anything you want to add, Kevin? So, uh, well, what's interesting, I've, I've lived in Baldwin now uh, 31 and a half years, uh, moved to Baldwin in 1987. And actually uh, grew up in Ward 1. Okay. So I've got a little bit, uh, a lot of memories of Ward 1 and, and the perspectives. Obviously, when I was five, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't know it was Ward 1. I just, right. I knew it was Baldwin. And then uh, now I live over in Ward 2. And uh, family and I have been in the Baldwin area now for, for 31 and a half years. Mm -hmm. And just having that uh, perspective, like so many others of, seeing uh what Baldwin was then and yeah and what it's grown to be today mm -hmm. and uh to be a steward of that's been pretty exciting uh hobbies you know I I've got a lot of Baldwin hobbies like a lot of other people enjoy going to the appointed Baldwin Commons mm -hmm. getting a little exercise there when I can and sometimes even getting over to the North Point Aquatic Center to sure. see 
everybody having fun over there. And it's a great and, facility. And uh, occasionally, you know, when there's a, a tea time open, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'll stop in over at the Baldwin Golf Course. Yeah. But you know, a lot of players have been, you know, using that course more mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. So it's especially if the uh, men and women's clubs are in there they they right. take up a lot of oh, the tea yeah. times but uh uh really enjoy living in Baldwin. i, I went to Baldwin elementary mm-hmm. so it's really neat to uh get back over there for their dare graduations mm-hmm. every year to see the kids and the parents and yeah. the teachers going through you know the same program that i went through when i was in the fifth grade so it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a full circle experience mm-hmm. having spent so much time you know, in Baldwin and now being able to contribute. And there are others on the board who are like that also, yeah. who have spent, you know, their entire life here in Baldwin. Is there anything in particular that jumps out? Like you remember being so different now than it was when you were growing up here? I mean, obviously the North Point would be one thing because it wasn't built all that long ago. So that wasn't, I mean, we had a pool before, but it right. wasn't the whole big aquatic center that it is now. Anything else that you can think of off the top of your head that is really changed in Baldwin? Well, I would say uh, one thing that's really, really changed, and it's just a natural course of events, is, you know, we used to have some pretty, uh, I would say, medium-sized uh, acreage and farms and mm, things that sure. have, you know, since been developed into subdivisions, right. and a lot of a lot of things have filled in. Um, so, you know, you drive down the road, and you remember, you know, what used to be there, mm-hmm. and and uh, so now there's a lot of beautiful homes. And so Baldwin really has uh, kind of matured in the real estate, you know, in those right. years. And seeing, um, you know, really uh, when you think back to Old Town Baldwin uh, and where Reese Road used to be mm-hmm. and, and all the farmhouses and things that used to be where Lowe's and, yeah. and, and Texas Roadhouse and all the you know, we've got all the, the memories of what uh, Old Town Baldwin used mm-hmm. to look like with Charlotte's Rib and and uh, hmm. and Stagecoach, Coach House uh, Restaurant. And it's hard all to the imagine that things. wasn't that long ago. Right. I mean, yeah. we're only talking about less than 20 years ago. Right. So, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of memories mm-hmm. there of, of what things what things used how things used to be. Yeah, that's really neat. Well, the last question that I have before we kind of wrap this up is, uh, you know, we, that's a good transition. We were talking about the history of Baldwin, but let's look forward to the future of Baldwin. What is something that each of you, maybe a project or an idea that's coming down the pipelines that you guys are really excited to either see get started or to see completed here at the city? Well, I would say that, you know, a really important thing is is not always to look as for next year and the year after, but what do we need to do today to provide things 20 years from now sure because some of the things that we need two or three decades from now or even uh, a generation from now you need to start making those plans today Mm -hmm. because those things just won't happen if you don't some require just a lot of long-term planning so those are the things that i think are really important because we handle the things that come up you know day to day month to month year to year but the things that require 20 to 30 to 50 years of planning those are the things that we really need to start working on today and we are Mm -hmm. so that's really that's really encouraging to know that uh with planning with the staff the great people that we have working here uh we're not putting out brush fires all the time 
you know, right. handling the things that come up from day to day without ever thinking about the future. Yeah, we're able to be a little proactive, even though a lot of city government, there is a reactive nature, but you're right, there is definitely. It, a- it really takes a lot of great people on staff, you know, to make things turn out right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. We have great staff and we need to plan. What I want to work on too is we need to plan for the future. We have a diverse community and it is a difficult plan, but we need to figure out what do we do for the senior citizens, people that are getting older now and moving into that category, as well as many young families that are moving into Baldwin. Mm -hmm. We've got great homes of all price ranges here. And more than anything else, I want to see us continue to be the great city we are. We are moving our new city hall. Hopefully everyone will join us for uh, the dedication early next spring Mm -hmm. of our new city hall, which has been paid for entirely out of existing dollars, no tax increase, no um, no borrowing of money or anything. We were able to put that by uh, careful management of tax dollars to be able to pay for that entire project. And those are some of the things we need to continue to work on to provide services, a park plan that's coming on. How do we, what is the future of the point of Bowen Commons and North Point and the other facilities so that we, and it has to be a mix that we can provide for the young families as well as those growing older in our community because we want everybody to be here, whether you're starting out in, or you're downsizing. Every, we want everybody to be able to call Baldwin home and to be able to enjoy this great city. Absolutely. I think that's a, a perfect place to wrap up. So I'll just say thank you once again to both of you gentlemen for taking the time to, to come in and spend a few minutes and um, just talk a little bit to our listeners. Thank you. Yeah, I really enjoyed the opportunity. And if anyone has any comments or questions, you can reach out to either me or Mark yeah. via email or, or uh, telephone. And you can always come to our meetings. And, uh, you know, we can, we can look forward to speaking to you there. Absolutely. And I'll make sure I link up to all your guys' contact information in the show notes. So if anybody who's listening really wants quick access to that, they can, awesome. they can get that right there. So thanks, you guys. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, before we sign off, I just wanted to say thanks again for listening to this episode of the Baldwin Life podcast. If you would like to check out the show notes for this episode, simply head to www.baldwin.mo.us forward slash podcast. There will include the contact information and how to get a hold of the gentlemen who were interviewed on today's episode. But that brings us to the end of this episode. So as always, and until next time, continue to enjoy the Baldwin Life. <laughs>